0: All right, welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025 The Game, hour number two here on a Thursday. Nick Braden, D. Mace, and Marquise. Coming up at 7.30 this morning, Preds Associate Coach Kevin McCarthy will join us. An hour from now, Joe Rexroad from The Athletic. But let's get to the NBA and a big story for the last couple of days, our first chance to really get to it because we've had so much stuff going on here locally. Uh, The NBA and China And the backlash, because the NBA is the most progressive league, I mean, they are out there leading the charge uh, in many regards, leaps and bounds ahead of other sports, but yet here we are with the situation with China, and now all of a sudden, the NBA is under fire. Your guys, your thoughts on this whole dramatic story? I,
1: I think the first thing that comes to my mind is this is extraordinarily complex. Like, what's happening in China is complex. The business relationship between the NBA and China is complex. Um, the relationship between coaches and a professional organization is complex. Like the whole thing is really, really complex. So Twitter is not exactly the best place to go yell about this kind of stuff. Um, and of course, you know, certain individuals on, on in social media just yell about stuff and and try to distract from other things. I, I don't listen. My, my first thought is, an owner said something that he believed in. The owner of the Rockets basically said something. You know, I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing what the exact tweet was, right? It was, but it, it,
0: it, it was
2: Daryl Morey. It, it, but it, it was, was "Fight for Freedom" stand with Hong Kong. He put and, a it, uh, meme. He had a some type of s- s- hashtag or something. He put in, a gif. He put attached to it.
1: So I, I guess to I don't know about you guys, but the Cliff Notes version. And again, I'm somebody who actually pays attention to this stuff, and I still can't explain it fully. Hong Kong is one of the few places in China that has more democratic rights than everywhere else in the in the country, and they are protesting because they don't want their citizens to be extradited to the mainland, where then they probably are silenced by an oppressive authoritarian government. Does that sound about right? Yep. So Hong Kong is sort of they've they've had all these protests, you know, you know all this stuff that's going on. So there is a lot of human rights elements to this. The NBA talks a huge game uh, locally. In, in the United States, about human rights. And good for them. They should. I, we all applaud them for being that progressive thing. But when there's $1.5 billion on the line, they're silencing their, their GMs and their owners to not say anything because China is writing them a huge check. And so I do think there's some hypocrisy there with the with the NBA. And they know they can do it because American citizens aren't paying a lot of attention to what's going on in Hong Kong. I'm, I almost guarantee that 90% of Americans cannot explain What is happening in China that that there's this giant Uyghur population that's being militarized in 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 this other section of China, which which has nothing to do with even the Hong Kong protests. And and I can't fully explain it all. And I read about it. So I'm willing to bet you most Americans don't know a lot about this, which is why the NBA probably feels like it can get away with just sort of quieting this down and pushing it to the side while also then simultaneously talking a huge game locally about how we should take care of human rights. So there is plenty of hypocrisy on the NBA's
0: part on this. And the NBA is in China right now, currently Mm -hmm. on NBA TV. The Lakers are playing with the Brooklyn Nets live, and we know the NBA and China big business partners dating back to when Yao Ming was taken Mm -hmm. by the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets essentially became the team... For China,
2: yeah, and they've since now have have severed all ties with the Houston Rockets. Um, businesses over in China um, have severed ties with them and have separate ties with um, the NBA. Um, they, the Chinese uh, market, makes up over roughly ten percent of the league's current revenue, and they said by twenty thirty it'll be up to twenty percent. That's a huge yeah. revenue share. Um, the the tv contract is 1.5
1: billion dollars
2: so they bring in a lot of money but here here's the problem that you know that that when you when you choose to step out then you can't then you can't then kind of you know, say, well, I want to step out on this, but I don't want to step out on this because it involves money. I want to step out on this, but nah, maybe not that. When you make that conscious stand to say, you know what, I am going to stand for equality, I am going to stand for human rights, We yada, 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 whatever, then that has to be your stance across the board. You know, this is the same league that chose not to have an NBA All Star game in Carolina because of the the gender neutral bathrooms they said nope, we're pulling out until you change your laws we are we are pulling we're pulling out our All-Star game we don't care about the money we're going to pull it out
1: a- anti-discriminatory
2: yeah, discrimin- absolutely.
1: discriminatory laws by North Carolina
2: absolutely so they chose yeah. to remove the All-Star game from from the from that city and we're talking about a US city um and then they they have you know stood up for other you know you know whether it was Donald Sterling Uh, whether it was the whole Kaepernick thing, um, they've chosen, individuals have chosen to stand up. The NBA has been progressive, and that's great, and I applaud the NBA for that, but I was watching CNN the other day, and one of the commentators that kind of goes back and forth, he does a lot of their sports and social justice issues, he combined the two, and they bring him on a lot. He said, listen, Everybody wants to be Ali until it costs you something. LeBron wants to be Ali until it costs him something. Yep. James Hardy wants to be Ali until it costs you now something. Now he's playing a game in China right now. Yes. Kaepernick, it cost him his career. Now, all these guys that claim to be social justice warriors yep. have an opportunity to either say, you know what, we're going to stand for human rights... Because injustice here is an injustice everywhere. Injustice over in China is an injustice everywhere. And they feel like, listen, if here's an opportunity for you to stand, it's going to cost you a lot. But are you truly going to stand? Well, And, and, and ha- we see a bunch
0: of guys just kind of mu- – and I get it. And, and how about this hypocrisy to the point where, you know, ESPN, the network – is not allowing their NBA, and they have a ton of NBA writers and insiders, the Adrian Wojnarowski's, I mean, they invest a lot of money in reporting on the NBA, and they have curtailed their reporters from commenting on this. Well,
2: because it's, it's, it's about money. Yep. And now moving forward, you when, you can't say, they can't say anything. People are going to laugh at the NBA now. China People. has said to them shut up and dribble yeah basically that's what they and, and they are and the NBA is going it, okay okay well, that's and, 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 and it all goes back to because everything when, China's
1: done is worse than whether you love exactly. or hate Trump you can love or hate Trump and, and everybody does right everybody's got an opinion but it, it even though we're pushing the limits of our democracy currently it's still far better than what's going on in China
2: it's it's you're looking at a situation where you know it's being ran as a dictatorship and these people want certain things to 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 be in place for, you, um, for freedom yeah for freedoms. Yes, civil freedom exactly and, and the NBA is saying, well, since they are ten percent of our revenue, billions of dollars, then you know what we're not going to say anything. you know we're going to continue to go over there and play, so what you're basically saying is you're condoning what they're doing you can you cannot say you can mom everybody if you want to. You can tell it, don't say nothing, but you are condoning what they're doing because you know why? You're still playing a game in China. And you're still doing all those other things. And they said, we're not going to, they basically walked away from you. It's like the girlfriend girlfriend or the boyfriend. The girlfriend and the boyfriend leaving, and you're steady begging. And, and, and you're steady at a front door or his front door, and yeah. he's gone.
1: And, and I need more. And this is what to your point about the gentleman, and I don't know who you're talking about that that had the the point about you know everybody's a, a social justice warrior until it costs you something, right? And mm. and Ali, it cost him potentially massive amounts of earnings potential right in the peak of his career. Kaepernick, it probably cost him his career. You know, like no, it did. Cost like him his what, career. what I'm tired of is people. You know, uh, like, thinking that the t- a tweet is enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's a politician or an NBA player or a league or an owner or whatever, like, I'm just tired of people thinking that a tweet is, is like, doing something. It's not doing anything. Like, if you disagree with something and you send a tweet, okay. Well, go do something about it, right? Like, if, you, if you're the NBA and you really believe in something... You just remove your games out of there. Don't send a tweet. Go do something about it. It's no different than all these politicians who think they can just tweet something and then go vote along whatever line that they're tweeting against, right? You can't just send a tweet and think that that's actually doing something. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's better than nothing, mm-hmm. but it is the bare minimum that you can do is by, you know, send a tweet, oh, you know... Thoughts and prayers, but Again, the NBA, thoughts, thoughts and the prayers. Like the least be, you can do is send a tweet. You the NFL do more. would
2: be crucified right now. They would be. I mean, they it, they would put them on a cross and walk them up and down the street. Well, the NBA's getting
1: roasted not, pretty not, hard. Not like not
2: as bad as the NFL would be, right? But the NBA's
0: now. also built up more equity in that regard, right? Like the yeah, NBA has yeah. been at the forefront of a lot yeah, of but movements, it, but it makes That's, them look.
2: It make, it makes it worse. It makes them look really bad too, because. Just just months ago, you know, over a year ago, you removed your game from a U.S. Yeah. city.
1: Well, and the whole owner governor thing.
2: Yeah, it's just like like that's dumb as rocks too. You you've done things which was which was the right thing to do. I mean, you did what right, you thought right. was right, and it was and everybody's still behind you. But when you do that, and then all of a sudden you go moms on this. Like, nope. Like, across it's, the board, it's just, nobody saying anything. It's so
1: transparent. I mean, that's the problem. Is It's just so transparent. It's like, oh, you're protecting your business interests. Like, it's just so obvious what the NBA is doing. Now, there's a whole other half of this equation. One conversation is what what's happening with China. The other conversation is what's happening domestically with communications between politicians and coaches and everything else. That's a whole different equation because— the President of the United States is being equally as big a hypocrite on this as as the NBA is. But I want to make sure we're being critical of both sides here.
0: 615 737 1025. If you want to jump in on this conversation, 737 1025. We're back after this on Morning Drive on ESPN 1025, the game. Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, the game. Good to have you in here live on a Thursday as we are discussing the NBA. And the whole issue with China and the hypocrisy of you know being one of these real progressive leagues, always at the forefront of social justice and social equality, yet when your bottom line could be affected by ten to fifteen percent, all of a sudden you go dark and you go quiet. That opens you up to a whole other level of hypocrisy, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's that's a fair uh, criticism of the NBA. I mean, listen, my message almost to everybody all the time is don't take the bait, don't be a sheep, and and. It, don't be a sheep by listening to what the NBA is saying right now. It, it, the NBA is – is this is a hypocritical move that protects their bottom line. Um,
2: They're not saying anything. That's we, the point. Right,
1: right. Like, so don't, don't be a sheep. Look at the, the situation for what it is. But you also cannot be a sheep when the president of the United States comes out and, and starts criticizing NBA coaches while actually in the same week asking China to interfere in our election, which is a crime. So you can't – you, you well, gotta, what do we think? You got to be critical of both sides here. Equally.
0: What do we think of Steve Kerr? Because Steve Kerr, the, the head coach for the Golden State Warriors, is very outspoken on social media and in front of a microphone when it comes to politics. Yet goes quiet on this. Is it just because he's an employee of the league? I,
1: I find so. I think you can criticize the NBA as a whole. You can look at the NBA entity and Adam Silver, and you can say, why are you not willing to stand up for for this? You're, you're willing to stand up for it in the state of North Carolina when you believe in it, you're willing to stand up for other things. you're actually really, really good on this on this issue. Why are you not willing to stand up and protect human rights and and I think it's because it's 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 foreign. It's foreign policy. It's a different country. it's not a, a domestic policy. And so Steve Kerr has more of a right, I think individuals at least have more of a right to have more space to comment on their own country's politics. We all have a right to have our own opinion. And and, and frankly, we need to make we need to remember that it's okay that we can disagree on politics in this country. Not everybody fully understands what's going on overseas. Not everybody really has an opinion on foreign policy. Not everybody really cares about the war in Yemen or, you know, what's going on in whatever country that, that, that has some like, you know, I just think it's different when you ask an individual about some other like. I, I don't know. You have to be extremely well versed on. I, I find more gray area for the individual. Well, the, the league as a whole, I will be very critical of the league as a whole for being a hypocrite in this situation. I, I, I find it less. I can't be as critical of the individuals because the individuals, what, what other, whatever side of it you're like, on, you have to be really educated and you have to really. <laughs> Because was, what, what, what's what's happening
0: now is if you are a Republican, you say, "Well, Steve Kerr, you're always critical of right. Trump. Now uh-huh. you don't have anything to say about what's going on with the NBA, your league in China. It's also well, your they, boss. That writes your check. That's, my, that's my that's my going point. To
2: I mean, whether whatever side you're you're on, they're going to pull the you know that card. You know, you you criticize the president, but you're not going to say anything about what's going on in China. Well, you say that about the president too, because he's done some things in the last. So many months and even days that you can say, "Oh man, he's just hypocritical too." So, but just sticking with the NBA, I think Steve Kerr said the right things. Listen, I'm not well versed in it. I need to read more, more on it. That's his ignorance. You know, it, that's his deep. He goes back to that, the default, my ignorance. And ignorance is not a bad thing. That means he just doesn't know. He he's not. He he hasn't taken the time out to to educate himself on what's truly going on and he's going to keep it that way he's going to purposely keep it that way so he doesn't have to answer the question because he can always say man the season's getting is going on i don't have time to really read about what's going on you know in china with the people over there and the in the injustices that are being done to them i don't have time to read about it hence i am not going to comment on it, but Steve Kerr. There
1: also seems to be a gag order, yeah. though. Like, if an owner can't tweet anything, then why would exactly. a coach be allowed but to say that But Steve anything? Kerr, you
2: know something's wrong over there. Sure. You, you know sure. it. Just just like everybody else that follows sure. news, they know what's going on. Uh, somewhat to, to a point where you can't comment intelligently on, hey, listen, oh, what's I think going is, on? I think the, it's laws, an excuse. The, the laws are wrong. These people are, you know, whether, you know, the extradition laws are, are completely wrong. And Things need to be better. He can say it in such a way where, you know, he's for just justice. Period. Regardless if it's in China or over here in the U.S., he's all about justice. And right now, he's taking that sort of I don't know. I hadn't read up on it, so I don't really want to comment. Yeah, on that's it. an excuse. Yeah, to me. that's just an excuse. To me,
1: that's an excuse. excuse. Come on, Steve Kerr, really? But it, but it's but I don't think Steve Kerr is allowed. Uh, to me, this is a top-down edict. This is an Adam Silver. Oh yeah, they
2: are. I think this they is, put the kibosh on it all. Yeah,
1: this is an NBA top-down edict saying, oh, y'all better shut your mouth yeah. on this because we're going to make too much money from China." And so, to me, it's not about Steve Kerr, it's not about you know even the owner of the Rockets. This is about the NBA as a whole not stepping up when it should. Now, on the politics thing and the political angle on this, and, and you know, politicians, I don't like it. Like, I think sports does really, really well when it gets into social issues. I think it does really well, whether it's race, whether it's you know gender, whether it's sexuality, religion, whatever. I, I think sports pulls culture into the future in general over the course of the last hundred years in this country. That's sort of how it's been. What I don't like, I like it when sports gets involved in social issues. What I do not like is when politicians get involved in sports. It almost never goes well. If you're going to investigate Rafael Palmeiro, you're pro- you're wasting my taxpayer dollars. I, I don't care. Like if you're investigating, like. If if you're investigating NBA policy as 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 a White House, you're wasting my taxpayer dollars. I don't like it. The NCAA, all these legislations that are getting passed in California and Florida and Minnesota and North Carolina about how name, image, and likeness, like I, I don't like that. I don't like when legislation and when politicians get involved in sports. I don't think it ever ends really well. I, I think sports can do it, but I don't think politicians can do it. So. I just don't see, you know, clearly the president is distracting from all the other stuff that's going on in the country right now. And, you know, again, last week he asked China to interfere in our election, which, again, is a crime. And now he's saying, Steve Kerr, why aren't you being more critical of China? Like, it's just it, all of these guys are they're all hypocrites. The NBA is a hypocrite. The president's being a hypocrite. It's just it, it, people need to read up. Hypocrite's out. are ride Yeah, man, it's just it, it is. what But again, my message to people on both sides of this is. Don't be a sheep. Go read up on what's going on in China. Form your own decision. Be educated on it. Then you can be critical of Steve Kerr and the NBA. You can also be critical of the president. It's it's smart and okay to be critical of both of those things. So I, I just don't don't be a sheep on this. Be educate yourself and 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 understand what's going on.
0: 737-1025 the number if you want to jump in. Jimmy in Nashville's next up on Morning Drive. What's up Jimmy?
3: Hey, uh, first of all, you talk about getting educated. Well, if you did some education on your own, you would realize that, China gave Joe Biden 1.5 billion dollars. This is not about, China, this so is we'll about this, no no. we're not we're not talking
2: about that. This is about so sports. No no no. This is about sports. This is about sports.
3: Okay, if you want to talk if you want to talk
2: politics, then call call station that's talking politics. We're talking sports. We're tying sports into politics, okay, or politics into sports. We are talking about the NBA. It, it, okay, right, damn it. Right. Don't call it. I, we don't want to. I don't want to hear it. It's also illegal. Exactly. To it's a, illegal. It's illegal in our life We just made comments on hip, being a hip, hypocrite, the NBA being a hypocrite, and then at times our president being in politics is in general. Right. We are criticizing we just saying both all sides. of them. Yes. Right. We're criticizing we're both this sides. This is not about... I, this is not about Biden I, and, I, I think, and yeah, all that other stuff. Man, I think so much shush. less. I think so much less of the NBA, frankly.
1: Like the reason, yeah, why, exactly. The, the reason Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali is that he gave up a, a, a small fortune in the prime of his career to stand up for what he believed in. You can disagree with what he believed in. In fact, he wasn't very popular when he did it. Right? Martin mm-hmm. Luther King's approval ratings were not high when in, in, in this country when he was doing what he was doing. It's why he got shot. So let's be honest about like what it costs somebody. It costs Colin Kaepernick his career. You can disagree with his protest. That's fine. He's legally allowed to protest the United States. It's, it's right there in, in the Bill of Rights. He can do it. It's, it's, it's been given to us as citizens of this country. You can disagree with that, and that's okay. But it cost him a lot of money. So what I'm what I don't like is the NBA has a platform here to stand up for something that it says it believes in locally mm-hmm. here in the United States, and it's it's shutting its mouth and dribbling when it comes to something else because you know what most NBA fans under the age of thirty probably don't know a whole lot about what's going on in China. Mm-hmm. At most 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 humans in this country probably don't know a whole lot about what's going on in China, and 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 in the meantime, to be critical of them while also asking China to interfere in our election is also hypocritical. So you just have to. You have to call a spade a spade on both sides of it and be fair to both sides of it.
0: 615-737-1025 if you want to jump in. We will come back, and uh, Kevin McCarthy, Preds' associate coach, will join us for another installment of Coffee with the Coach. We'll see what he makes of his squad so far through what three games. What about
1: China, you think, though? What's that? Let's ask him what he thinks about China. What does he think?
0: Uh, Let's not. (laughs) "Eh, Coach,
1: uh, power play looks good. Also, what about uh, Hong Kong's protests? How do you feel about that?
2: Back (laughs) 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 Hey, you know what? You know who's not being hypocrites? Um, It's the people over at Cool Springs, MD. And, you know, when I talk about Cool Springs, MD, there's nothing hypocritical about them because what they do – they do it better than just anybody. Do it better than anybody in the world, Craig, in the world. And you know, you know where it starts at? It starts with Jeffrey Lodge and his wife Daphne. And then it kind of filters through that experienced staff. Because you know what they do? They give men the treatment required to improve their quality of life. And men, yes, we need a better quality of life. Cool Springs MD services have already helped many men of Brentwood, Nashville, Franklin, because that's where I live, and the surrounding areas, improving uh, areas in Tennessee with improving their immune systems, energy levels, cognitive functions, and more. They are there to connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthy and enriched, enriched life. And there's no better time now to achieve a healthier lifestyle, men. What are you waiting on? Okay, pick up that phone. Put this number inside your phone so you will never, ever forget it. All right, here it is. 615-486-3458. That's 615-486-3458. When you make this call and make that appointment or go on the website, you know who's going to love you, a few people. The kids are going to love you because now you can go outside and play with them because you get got that energy. And then the wife will love you because you know, you know, when you are happy and energetic, mom is happy and energetic as well. So go on the website, call the number. Here's the, here's the website, CoolSpringsMD.com.
0: Predators and the Capitals tonight, Bridgestone Arena, the fourth and final game of the four-game home stand to start the season. It's time for another installment of Coffee with the Coach. Last week, head coach Peter Laviolette. This week, Preds associate coach Kevin McCarthy. Coach, happy Thursday. How are you doing this morning?
4: Very good, thank you
0: good to have you in so let's start with first of all right out of the gate uh the new addition matt duchene i mean coming out first three games six assists he's tied for the league lead in the nhl through three games what have you seen from your vantage point as to why he's been so successful so early
4: well i think well i think matt's uh, one of his biggest assets is his, uh just his skating ability and his creativity and uh that's uh, definitely been shown here over the course of the last uh three games and in, and then uh the exhibition games and uh... he's as advertised he's exactly what we uh... we uh, knew he was going to be and uh... he's uh... he's really uh... i, I think uh... that line especially with uh, with phil and granny uh, there is really uh... Been a real potent uh, offensive offensive attack for us
1: uh, obviously a big part of of removing a piece like pk suban is your trust in in a young player like dante Fabro, who's now playing top four minutes for you on the top four um very young player very poised uh, but still has only played like what like nine nhl regular season games something something crazy what, what have you seen from him through three games and just what what makes him so good at such a young age
4: I think the biggest thing, for me, is he, he's a very uh, cerebral player. Like he, uh, he understands the game. He's uh, he sees things, uh, you know, before they happen. Uh, he's got a good, really hockey sense, and uh, he's uh, he has the ability to, to uh, you know, get himself out of trouble with his skating and his puck decisions. And uh, you know, obviously, playing with Eki here has really helped him too. Uh, you know, Eki always makes uh, whoever he plays with a better player. So the, the two of them have got some chemistry going here, and uh, you know, Fab's also is a is the type of kid that. Uh, he just wants to get better. Like He's always looking for ways to get better and improve, and uh, he's got some great uh, role models uh, in, uh, in, in the defense core that we have here.
2: Now, Coach, uh, we had a discussion yesterday, uh, and, and I brought up um, after the game, after watching the game, the first few games, and it just seems like, for some reason, and I know it can't be because it's early and everything else, and everyone's energy is up high, but it just seems like the puck is just flowing smoothly. Everybody's it seems like everything is going just so seamless and the puck is moving and we're getting shots on goals and everything seems to be working on all cylinders. Uh, do you kind of, and does the team kind of feel that's where you're at right now or, or is there still a lot to work on?
4: Well, I think from a, from a positive standpoint, I think that, you know, when you look at our structure or four lines, you know, we've got a real good balance in every line. Um, you know, you look at the, you with know, joey's line and, and uh, dutch's line and then terry's line has been playing really well offensively and you know we got the ch- your shutdown line of uh, benino watson and Sidney. so you know that as a group of uh, 12 forwards it really gives us a really good balance and i think the one thing that you know Lavi's preached ever since uh, he arrived has been that up-tempo north game and uh, i think the guys have really uh done a good job this year and our defensemen have done a good job of getting the pucks to the forwards and uh that transition game has really uh, been effective for us so that the uh on the other side of the puck, I think it's still uh, we can still improve a lot. Um, you know, we, there's some areas that we need to do better. Uh, you know, we've given up way too many outnumbered rushes that we've talked about. And uh, there's little details like that in our game that I think that, uh, you know, we have to clean up and then uh, to become a great team.
0: Kevin McCarthy joining us here on Morning Drive. So, coach, if you could take us through the change with the power play. You know, typically we've seen three forwards and two defensemen. Now, this year with Dan Lambert, we're seeing four forwards, one defenseman. Take us behind the scenes, give us a little insight for the fan. What is the difference? What are the pros and cons of those two adjustments?
4: Well, I think I think a lot of it depends on your uh, on you know, obviously the, uh, the the skill level of your players up front and uh you know, the, uh, the shots come into, into play also, like a left-hand shot, right-hand shot. It's really important to have those, uh, those options, especially with your forwards. And, uh, with the addition of, uh, of Duchesne there as a left-hand shot, it's really, really helped that, uh, especially the uh, unit that, uh, with Joey and, and Philip and Arv and, and, uh, Yost, it really, uh, gives them a, a, a dynamic that we didn't have before, uh, up front. So that, uh, you know, that group especially is, uh, is taking advantage of that. And then obviously, uh, the other unit, uh, you know he got Granlin, you know he got a guy that uh, you know kind of came in halfway through the year last year with the deadline and, and uh, never really got you know a chance to show his uh, his true uh, his true playing ability so he's he's fit in really well for us and he's a really good power play guy so i think the addition of Duchesne and Granlin have made a big difference
1: it, obviously, you guys in the Caps have had some really nice battles over the years. Um, what, what is it about this team? Like, what, what are the challenges that you'll face tonight? And obviously, the last game of a four four game homestand before you go on the road. Sort of, how important is it to to play well before you take off on a road trip?
4: Well, definitely. I think you know we're like, like you said. It's, it's a, you know we we kind of looked at our schedule at the start of the year. We knew they had these four these four home games, and uh, our goal was to go four and zero. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. But obviously, uh, you know, you go 3-1, and one and that's a pretty good start. So, you know, we're playing a team in Washington that, uh, you know, lost an overtime game at home uh, the previous game. So, you know, that they're going to be ready to play. And, uh, you know, they're a very well-balanced team also. I mean, you, you know, their top two lines are probably as good as any two top two lines in the league. So, gonna we're going to have a out for us there without the puck. We've got to make sure we pay attention to detail defensively in order to uh, have success against those guys tonight.
0: Coach, I know you guys are in the bottom line business of getting wins, but from a fan base perspective, people love the idea of Duchesne and Forsberg on that second line and how it could be just one of the more dynamic one, two punches in the league. Could you envision, and I know you guys don't worry about stats, you're just looking at points and wins, but could you envision a scenario where either Forsberg or Duchesne are a point per game player because they feed off of each other so well on that second line?
4: I think, you know, it really gives us a, 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 a two lines that uh, basically, like, you know, we talk about all the time about 1A and 1B, and I know just from a defensive standpoint, when you're playing against a team like, you know, like, like take for instance uh, Washington tonight, like, their top two lines, you know, you, you know, it's not just worrying about shutting down one line, now you got to shut down two lines, so that's how people are approaching our game right now, and so all of a sudden now, you know, Phil, instead of playing maybe against the other team's top two defensively, mean, he's playing against number three and four, so or vice versa with RV So, you know, it's nice having those, uh, having the, having two lines that uh, can really uh, help each other out from, uh, you know, taking the pressure off each other as far as having to be that DD line. You know, they can just go out there and play their game and collectively as a, as a group of six there that we can take advantage of it.
0: Coach, always a pleasure. We appreciate the visit. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks and best of luck tonight. Thanks, guys. You got it. it. Preds associate coach Kevin McCarthy for our weekly installment of Coffee with the Coach. Now, we know when you're a coach, when you're a player, when you're a part of that franchise inside that room, you can throw around the nicknames. Mm -hmm. We bust Chase's stones over the nicknames. But I was tracking there. Uh We had an Ecky, We had a Turry. Which we were yeah, wondering Dan, if we could put a Y on Turris.
1: Dan yeah. Hammie said said that last night about we had it. a called, turry, called him Turi,
0: so. and we had a Fabs, Fabs, Fabs is, a,
1: Fabs is such a good name. I will say this: I talked to Jeremy K. Gover last night also about, about this, and I said, "Hey,
0: did you did call you, him Govey?"
1: Well, I said, "Did you hear our? our did, were we a little too hard on Chase McCabe?" And and he said, "No, no, 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 no. I I would never use a nickname. I, I, like he knows when he does it. He like he, it, it happens accidentally, and then he gets all upset. But he goes, the only time I ever do it was with Pecorino. He'll say he'll be talking to another player, and he'll say, "Well, how, how do you think Peck's played tonight?" And mm-hmm. then he goes, "Oh God, I can't believe I did that." He gets so angry at himself. Pex, Now I, I have noticed, and I'm trying to like now I'm noticing myself. I say Lavi all the time. I don't say Laviolette because it's just so long. Yeah. Am, am I? I do think I need, anybody. I, to fix that?
0: I think everybody is granted special dispensation for LaViolette to call him Lavi. Yeah, it's just that, La that should be universally is, yeah. accepted. Exactly.
1: So why are why are we allowed to do that then? And then be critical of, of Chaser for saying like like again, it's not a we're not talking about it in a professional interview setting. Like I would never say like Hey Mac to Coach McCarthy. Like I'd never be like Hey Mac. Not I would never say that in an interview. But I would never say Lavi either to the coach during an interview. But when we're talking about the coach on the show, just the mm-hmm. three of us, mm-hmm. just us girls here, yeah. I, I would say Lavi, and maybe I need to say Laviolette, ah, unless you guys are giving me... No, you, can, you can say Lavi. If you're giving special yeah, you can dispensation. Say you can okay. Say all right.
0: Very rarely do I say Laviolette. Yeah. Very rarely. I, I,
1: it's just such a long word. It is. It is. He named something different, coach. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the Turry though, there by, <laughs> by Coach McCarthy. It, does it,
1: it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Turry doesn't, it, yeah. Just Kyle, Kyle's, yeah, that's Kyle short too, Exactly.
0: <laughs> I thought Eckie was good. He had a couple of apples, but they're Man, allowed to do Kylie. it. They're, no, they're totally allowed. Kylie to
1: do it. Players and coaches can do it. They can do it. it. It just it's you can't do it in an interview setting.
0: All right, celebrate the grand opening of the brand new state of the art Ford Ice Center facility in Bellevue this Saturday from two uh, o'clock on. There'll be giveaways, free food, free public skate And kids' activities, plus Nash and the Predators Energy Team will be there. That's the grand opening celebration of the new Ford Ice Center in. Bellevue this Saturday, 7638B, Highway 70 South this Saturday at 2 p.m. We're back after this here on Morning Drive. Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, The Game. Joe Rexrode, our buddy from The Athletic, will join us coming up in 15 minutes. Looking forward to that. One hour from now, another installment of Stick to Sports. Uh, but coming off of the Kevin McCarthy interview and also last night, uh, was episode two of twenty three of Smashville Ooh, live? Yeah, uh, yeah. A- any big takeaways from last night's uh, episode?
1: Uh, yeah, one of my favorite stories ever told on Smashville Live. Um, so Dan Hamius has three daughters, Kyle Turris has three kids, Hal Gill has three kids. I have two, and I asked for advice on going from two to three. Not because we're working on it or because it's a thing uh, that I we're not working on. It, buddy? No, no, definitely not. I'm good with two. I like having not having to, and and Dan Hamus' big piece of advice and and Kyle Walters agreed with this. You get to a third kid you got to buy a new car. And so Dan Hamus, true story. Dan Hamus surprised his wife with a with a brand new minivan. And put the giant bow on top, you know, did the whole thing, drove it into the driveway. And however, as the wife is watching her cool sporty little SUV disappear out of the driveway and the minivan shows up for her mm. birthday, Dan thinking he was being very romantic and, you know, all this stuff. I'm not sure it went over all that well with the wife. I think Mrs. Hamuse was quite upset to be driving a minivan as a birthday gift. And then he proceeded to tell us how great the vacuum is in the (laughs) Honda Odyssey. (laughs) So uh, one of the funniest stories ever is that Dan Hamuse trying to uh, romantically purchase a minivan for his wife uh, failed miserably (laughs) and didn't go over well. So nothing really about hockey. Uh, mostly just about uh, when you have a third kid, you got to buy a minivan.
0: Is there anything more rough for a dad? that, Like, if you're an SUV, like, I'm an SUV guy. Like, I love Jeep Grand Cherokees. I've had three or four of them. It's like you might sit there and say, oh, my dream car is a BMW, a Mercedes. Like, my dream car has always been a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Love them. But if I ever have to go from being a, an SUV guy or for a guy that's a Ford F-150 guy, a big truck guy, if you ever have to go to the minivan, that's a real big kick to your manhood. I would never, ever. I don't
2: care if I had, like, 30 kids. You guys are just insecure. I'm not going to a minivan. No, I'm not It just feels going so minivan. wrong yes. as a dude
0: driving a minivan yes, put, with oh, no. kids. No, no, no. And
2: they've made these minivans so dude, great.
0: Dude, they're so tricked right? out,
2: dude. So great. They got every but, but here's going. my question.
0: <laughs> what What does the minivan offer from a space standpoint oh, man, it's that, that, that some of the monstrous no. SUVs don't? Uh, You're right. Well,
1: uh significantly better gas mileage better handling and, and and all-wheel drive like a lot of minivans
0: everything. have better gas mileage
1: oh 100 they, they they drive well, like cars suvs
0: have all-wheel
2: drive too
1: suvs have four by four drive which is not good on gas suvs listen i drive a truck so i can't i can't say anything here my wife drives a, a small suv so we can't say anything here but a minivan is 10th the re, the only way they can still sell minivans is to put so much more stuff in the minivan than comes in any other car
2: I just That's give the, me a van. It's the only way you can sell minivans.
1: Van. He listen and Ham, Hammer, Hammer 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 talked about this last night. <laughs> Thought
0: Hammy was good last night.
1: Hammer talked about Hammer, Hammer talked about this last night. He goes, he was trying to sell his wife on it, uh-huh. and he's like, no, no, seriously, the vacuum in the back. Because how many SUVs have a vacuum? Zero. Minivans have vacuums. That's the thing. They have TV screens in every car. Like there are more things in minivans than everything else. Because otherwise, how would they sell them?
2: So yeah, you got a
1: point. So the he goes. The vacuum can reach every corner of the car and can run for seven minutes while the car is turned off. And I'm like, so that was the romantic sales pitch to the wife.
2: (laughs) I am not getting the minivan, man. and And
1: he laughs and he goes. Hey, you just wait until you realize you can pick up every single goldfish with that vacuum. And I was like, that's a good point.
2: I would like you, I would just get a big Suburban or something.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah but it's going
1: to cost. An it. Envoy, an Escalade. But you, but you yeah. don't get any of the good things
2: that come with a minivan and its worst gas mileage and all the other stuff. I can stuff, get so a television put in there. I can well, get you the can do it every week. Recline and everything else. I'm not going to the minivan, man. I'm not at. I'm just. Tell, I, I I'm am, not an advocate of the minivan. I, and I know a lot either. of people yeah, are.
1: I, I'm not either. I'm just trying to yeah, like see their, to, their yeah. point of view. Well, you remember back in the <laughs> day before. Was, you don't get any of the stuff in an SUV that you get in a minivan. Before minivans were uh, a thing,
0: you know, back in the day, it used to be the station wagon. Yeah, like back in the oh, Brady Bunch era? Dude, I got We got to load up. We're going on vacation. Got to load the station wagon.
2: I love the Subaru Outback. Any one of those Outbacks? My dad had a van. We I love we loved that van, man. It was brown two tone. It had the televisions <laughs> in there. It was just spacious. Was this you like a conversion van? Like it was just a regular like the big like van, like an Astro. Yeah, Astro vans. It was man. That thing was all right. <laughs> love driving it, that thing. I would get a van now, but not would, a minivan. Not a minivan, even, but a van.
1: Even though the minivan has like. Everything is done for for you. Like, every, but vans have the same thing. They don't have they don't have sliding doors that you don't have to touch. You can just talk to them. I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna get a. Uh, it I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna get a Winnebago.
1: Now yeah, we're, now imagine we're me
0: driving one you. of those right through Murfreesboro.
1: I would buy. We're used, going to the
0: MTSU game, honey. Let's go. Load up.
1: I'd buy. a used Winnebago to go on cross country yeah. trips for sure.
0: Seven three seven one zero two five. Let's get Chad, who's got some <laughs> thoughts on minivans. What's up, Chad?
3: Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? Doing, doing well.
0: good.
3: <laughs> I, I, I've got a, a, a very relatable story. My wife and I have been together for almost, well, 20 years, but we, we Brady-bunched it. So I had three, she had four. She had a Jeep Cherokee. I had a Suburban. Was the youngest so, one in curls? I'm sorry? <laughs> Was the
0: youngest one in curls. Uh, that's a really old uh,
3: Actually, Actually, yeah. They were from the <laughs> ages one to eight. One to eight, we had seven, so... Ooh. And so we went from a nine. She ha- she got rid of her Cherokee, drove the suburban until they started getting longer legs. We went to the twelve-passenger van. Mm. So uh, Here's my my sexy wife driving the twelve-passenger van daily, and. <laughs> Do you drive the well, van? Do you drive the van? But I drove the van too. Oh, okay. Hey, but Chad,
1: you're you're in a you're in a different like. Tax bracket here on on number of children. like yeah, you, you, yeah, you, yeah. Like, like three is a I'm, lot I'm of kids. You, Seven is different.
3: We, I think she cried when we sold the van. Cause we had all memories. <laughs> we went to Florida. We packed that thing see? down and just we rolled, man. We went to soccer tournaments, ball tournaments, swim meets. That we just a lot uh, of memories. There us. you
1: go. And see,
3: was awesome. mm-hmm. and, and, and as as her reward, she now drives a Lexus LX five seventy. There you and, go. She hauls no kids, just there crazy. you go, there you go,
2: just shopping bags. She graduated from the from the what not was it a van? It, or no, a no, minivan? It,
1: it sounded like one of those twelve person like church youth group vans. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about like the yeah, yeah. ones with the double with doors and you got to climb all the way to the back row and there's no seatbelts. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, no tinted windows. These, these kids aren't safe in this. What if are you I, talking if about? I
2: had if 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 I had seven kids and I had to get a van, I would have to tint the windows. I would. I just tint the windows. I don't want everybody to see all seven of my kids. <laughs> I don't know.
1: That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know.
2: What happens when they get out of the van, Derek?
1: <laughs> we
2: put around, we put around the, the, back. the back of Chuck E. Cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to the skating rink, everybody's like rolling in the back door. Exactly. I don't want anyone to see my kids.
2: Oh, man.
1: Dad, I seven, need more tokens. Seven kids. Oh, my God. Jad, God bless you, dude. Like, seven just sounds... Damn. Three Ooh. Three sounds insane to me. Yeah. Three sounds
2: insane what if you uh, had? Oh, no. What if you had zone, zone three defense? sets I can't do of it. twins? What's that? What if you had three sets of twins? You know, I, would, had- I would off myself. <laughs> have,
1: y'all, have y'all seen the show? Uh, is, it, is I think it's called. My wife watches it all the time. Yeah. I think it's called Outdaughtered. I think. Mm-mm. I think it's it's a it's so it's about a couple who had a daughter and then had a what is 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 it quintuplets five yep so they had one daughter and and she's like I don't know like eight years old and and they have five like three-year-olds. Oh, wow. And so it's like their third season on television where... Man. Like this poor guy is running around in his house with seven women.
0: We uh we got oh a tw- we got a tweet from Blake. He says I went from a suburban to an Odyssey and I won't go back. Oh. It was my decision and my wife now hates me for three years. Half the price for about the same space and easier to load the kids. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are so many more things you get with a minivan than you get with an SUV.
2: No, I'm not. saying. Except for you don't look
1: as cool yeah. on the road. I'm not saying
2: you're <laughs> completely right on that. You are, and I and I will. Give Give it to all those that drive a minivan but the cool factor in the minivan goes down tremendously you pull up at the yeah, red light yeah, it's the coo- in a minivan that's why the wife
1: drives a minivan and not me if we had a third kid i'd be like hey honey you're getting the minivan <laughs>
2: you but she's the
1: only one who kind of says like she looks at one of those those especially like the, the odysseys uh-huh. or the toyotas like they're so tricked out and she kind of goes you know what? i could see it and i go good for you yeah you can drive it then <laughs> uh, i got can no see problem it on with you that. not me honey i got no problem with that you're beautiful no matter what
2: car you drive <laughs> <laughs> would you drive it? if said. all were together? Would you drive? Well, it? You if make going, her drive. If
1: it? we're on road trips, you damn right I'm driving because uh-huh. I'm not stopping 14 times. I'm it, driving, man. which means you yeah, we're, we're on sleep. the same
2: boat. We're in the same boat. With Put that. Moana
1: on back there yeah. and let me get us there at 82 miles, eight, yeah. 78 miles. One an hour.
2: bathroom stop, <laughs> one food stop. <laughs> right. That's it. Right.
1: <laughs> and when we stop for food, you're also going to the bathroom because exactly. we're not stopping again.
0: <laughs> any uh, any other takeaways from Smashville Live last night? Not minivan related.
1: You want you want hockey or non hockey? Whatever
0: you got, dude. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, Kyle Turris is a huge baseball fan, huge, huge Yankees fan, and I told him I I, I don't like that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was okay with it, but he had it. But he did. He knew like Minnesota Twins losing record, sixteen, fifteen straight games or whatever in the postseason. So Kyle Turris, huge baseball fan. Uh, obviously, grew up a big l- lacrosse guy. We all knew that about him. So um, they, they're they're all, all all both of them I thought interesting. Both of them are very big believers in sort of young kids playing lots of sports which I always find interesting to ask professional athletes who have children who do play sports, because Dan Hamius was talking about toting the kids all over the city to different, you know, swim meets and gymnastics and and Mm -hmm. soccer practice and all this stuff. And, you know, I'll be doing that at some point in my life. And so I just asked, I said, do you guys believe in sort of diversifying the sports portfolio for children, so to speak, instead of specializing in one thing? And they're big believers. Most professional athletes will tell you that they're big believers in, in in spreading it out. Do do one thing for a little bit. Do another thing for a little bit. Make sure you're playing an individual sport and a team sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamus was very big on making sure his kids were playing team sports because it, it teaches you things at a young age. So I, I thought that part was interesting. Again, I'm always more interested in the human side of these guys because, you know, we could talk power play, you know, with them and line combinations all they want, but they're not going to – you know, what are they going to say, right? It, 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 what I like is hearing the, the human side of it and – most professional athletes are big on kids playing lots of sports so if they're good with that then i'm going to i'm going to go with that route.
0: Well, I'm glad you guys had the minivan discussion because now I'm getting texts from the wife about us getting a minivan. I'd like to thank Nashville Live and Dan Hamuse and Braden Gall. But but
1: but here's the question. Would would Kristen take it as would she think it's romantic and sweet and cute if you showed up with a minivan and a giant bow in the driveway and just took away But you know,
0: isn't that funny how things work? You know, I tell her I'm going to Golf Galaxy to pick up a a dozen golf balls that'll Uh cost $44. She looks at me like I have five heads. If I come home with a $37,000 van, I'm going to get a kiss. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so brother the girls will love you
2: it's ridiculous Dick, the
0: girls will love you even more nick
1: nick do you want to be right or do you want to be married which one
2: <sighs> yeah, don't yeah, ask exactly. nick that right now exactly. he might just say he, wants he wants to, to be, be right must...
0: <laughs> i just want no, I just,
2: nick he might just say i want to be right
0: i just want to kick off hour three with joe rexroad we'll do that when we come back stay there